googla på som det heter. Man kan skriva Glenn Robinson. Radiostationen heter KISL och är belägen på ett väldigt naturskönt och populärt turistställe, nämligen amerikanska västkusten i Santa Catalina Island. The Rapidly Rotating Records. Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s, with yours truly, Glenn Robison, on Island Radio, KISL at 88.7 on your FM dial, and at KISLAvalon.com on your internet dial. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. On this evening's show, we're going to celebrate the birthdays of Ernest Rogers and Billy Fazioli. We'll stay up until the wee hours of the morning, hear some tunes from Benny Russell, and get ready for Halloween. Yesterday, October 27th, marked the birth in Atlanta, Georgia in 1897 of author, journalist, musician, and composer William Ernest Rogers, without a D. Despite being stricken with polio at age two, he attended Thompson and Atlanta Boys High Schools and graduated cum laude with a Bachelor of Science degree from Emory University in 1920. He was the founder and first editor of the campus newspaper, Emory Wheel, and was also a champion debater and active in the Mandolin Club and the Glee Club, which he co-founded. After graduating, he worked at the Atlanta Journal as a copy editor, arts critic, reporter, and eventually a feature writer. In March of 1922, the Atlanta Journal launched its radio station, WSB, and Rogers became a pioneering radio broadcaster, working at the station in various capacities until 1940. He died October 9, 1967. Although known primarily for his literary endeavors, including authoring two books, while still an undergrad, Rogers wrote Willie the Weeper for the Glee Club's annual concert. A Victor Talent scout heard the song and signed him up, and in the late 1920s, Rogers recorded about a dozen sides for Victor, singing and playing guitar in a style described as City Billy. Here are three from Ernest Rogers. <laughs> In this day and time when we're on the go, we're apt to think that the ancients were slow, but just jump back 10,000 years and it beats anything the modern man hears. To think the sights of the modern day ought to carry all the latest news, but believe me, boy, they had a time when they played the mythological blues. Full of Hercules pulling all the caveman stuff Treating all the women powerful rough And when it came to speed That Mercury boy was way out in the lead Cyclops with that one big eye Vamped all the women till they thought they'd die All the sights old Jupiter spot em. Seeing sweet Venus doing black bottom Oh, take me back Ten thousand years when they played the mythological blues The ladies' fashions then Please the most exacting men 
They were snappy then as now. There wasn't much of them and how. August was a lucky bird, as the folks today surmise. Think of what he must have seen looking through a hundred eyes. Hercules pulling all the caveman stuff, treating all the women powerful rough. And when it came to speed, that Mercury boy was way out in the lead. Old Cyclops with that one big eye vamped all the women till they thought they'd die. Of all the sport, just give me Hector. He gave fair Helen wine and nectar, N-E-C-T-A-R, nectar. Oh, take me back 10,000 years when they played the mythological blues. Played the mythological blues. Lord to 
protect him that night. Alone in his airplane he speeded. He thought of his mother at home. She gave him the courage he needed to fly neath the sky's starry dome. Into the darkness he hurried. He passed through the sleet and the rain. But the young human bird wasn't worried. His heart had a goal to attain. O'er the sea, o'er the sea, like an eagle, there was no one to give him good cheer. But he knew as his eyes pierced the distance that the goal he was seeking was near. Thousands were waiting in Paris to see the young pilot alight. And a chair reached the sky when they saw him fully flying out of the night. The news was sent back to his loved ones. The whole world went crazy with joy. They acclaimed him the greatest of flyers, this daring young slip of a boy. O'er the sea, o'er the sea, like an eagle, he had answered adventure's great call. And his name will go down through the ages as the bravest hero of them all. Charles Lindbergh completed his New York to Paris transatlantic flight on May 21, 1927. Immediately after, dozens of songs were being written and recorded about the event, including by Ernest Rogers. In the Victor Studios with his guitar just two days later on May 23rd, recording his composition The Flight of Lucky Lindbergh, which had the alternate title, Flight of the Flying Fool. Victor had asked Rogers for a song about Lindbergh, and he cranked it out in less than 30 minutes while on his lunch break at work at the Atlanta Journal. We started off with another of his songs on which Rogers accompanies himself, Mythological Blues, recorded in Atlanta by Victor on February 23, 1928. In between, we heard Ernest Rogers' song, Forgiveness. That was Francis Craig and his orchestra with James Melton providing what is referred to on the label as incidental singing. Now, when I think of James Melton, I tend to think of him strictly as a vocalist, but at the time of this recording, he was playing saxophone in Francis Craig's orchestra. Columbia 495-D was recorded in Atlanta on September 29, 1925. Ernest Rogers didn't record Forgiveness himself, but if he had, I doubt it would have been as a waltz. I'm Glenn Robison, and you're listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. Yesterday, October 27th, marked the birth in 1898 in Frosolone, Italy, of Bayardo Maria Fazioli, better known as Billy Fazioli. The family emigrated to the U.S. in 1904, departing Naples, Italy, on November 19th aboard the SS Romanic, and arriving in Boston on December 1st. Billy had three older brothers, Bernardo, Albert, and Alfred, one, five, and six years older, respectively. He attended Everett High School in Everett, Massachusetts, and Tufts College, and studied music under private teachers. Sometime before he was 18, Billy became a U.S. citizen by virtue of his father's naturalization. On December 7, 1922, Billy married Catherine Doyle in Detroit, Michigan, and they soon had a son, William Bayard Fazioli. Catherine had been Billy's castmate in Edwin's Carnival on Broadway in 1920. Also in 1922, Billy was pianist and arranger with Ray Miller's orchestra, and he joined ASCAP in 1923. Billy's brother Bernardo was also a composer and played violin. In 1942, he was the musical director at the Coconut Grove nightclub in Boston, but died while trying to save others in the Coconut Grove fire which took 492 lives on November 28, 1942. Sadly, Billy Fazioli himself died at just 26 years of age on May 3, 1924, leaving behind his new wife and infant son, but fortunately for us, also his musical compositions, which include Now I Know, 
Blue-Eyed Blues, and these.
I could have played Who'll Take My Place When I'm Gone by Ben Selvin, Ray Miller, Benny Kruger, Mike Markell, Emil Coleman, or even Marion Harris, but how could I not play it by Al Jocker's Woodmanston Orchestra? Now, Al Jocker's name has never been mentioned on the show, and this recording is on the Cameo label, so I thought Al Jocker's couldn't possibly be a real person. But, in fact, Al Jockers recorded over 50 sides for Columbia, Vocalion, and Cameo between 1914 and 1925, this one around August 18, 1922. He was born in New York on February 24, 1890, to Fred and Carrie Jockers and had a one-year-old brother named Monroe, who was also a musician. Brother Monroe had a middle name, Mon, M-A-U-N, but Albert had no middle name. His formal education ended with the seventh grade, but he played violin and in the 1910 census, at just age 20, was listed as a professional musician. On February 25, 1912, he married Gussie Levin and had two children, Clifford and Edna. At some point after 1940, both Albert and Monroe made their way to the West Coast and Al Jockers died in Los Angeles on March 25, 1944. The Woodmanston in Al Jocker's Woodmanston Orchestra refers to the Woodmanston Inn on Pelham Parkway in New York, where Jockers was resident for most of 1922. The Woodmanston Inn, described as the most celebrated roadhouse in Westchester County, was owned by Joe Panny, and in August, federal agents raided the place and broke down four doors, revealing a hundred cases of whiskey, 25 barrels of wine, and 10 barrels of beer, stashed in a concrete-reinforced cellar. What do you pick up these fascinating bits of useless trivia? Never mind that, Jimmy. Just listen. Before Al Jockers, it was Jacques Renard and his orchestra with Just Call On Me. The vocalist on that May 23, 1927 Victor 78, number 20728, was Louis James, singing the George Horther lyrics. The last time I played Caressing You was just this past February 25th. That's right, by Jacques Renard, with Charles Walk providing the vocal. And interestingly, Charlie Walk was supposed to be the vocalist on that last record, Just Call On Me. He recorded Take One, but it was destroyed, and Louis James took over the session, and his Take Four was issued. Anyway, this time we heard Caressing You by the Goofus Five Orchestra. Of course, whenever you hear about the Goofus or the Goofus Five, you think of Ed Kirkaby, who was the vocalist on that February 28, 1929 recording. On the OK issue, they were credited as the New York Syncopators, and on the Parlophone issue in the UK, Ed Kirkaby Wallace and his orchestra. And of course, you remember that Ed Kirkaby's real full name is Wallace Theodore Kirkaby. Mickey Albert gets co-composer credit on that one, and Raymond Clagas wrote the words. A couple of weeks ago, I mentioned Leif Halin's fine program, Jazz Etc., broadcast weekly over Radio Sigtuna in Sweden, and available online in a rolling four-show archive at radiosigtuna.se. If you haven't yet checked it out, please do. Now, I don't speak Swedish, but it's still fun to listen to and to pick up on the English names of personnel and titles in his commentary, and of course music is the universal language. Leif was kind enough to mention Rapidly Rotating Records on a recent show, and you heard a bit of him in tonight's intro. He's especially grateful for our podcast because, as he points out, the live stream of Rapidly Rotating Records is heard in Sweden at 3 o'clock in the morning. Hey, there's a segment topic. Here's Ted Lewis.
danced the whole night through. Daylight soon will be dawn. Oh, honey, just one more waltz with you. That melody so entrancing, why it seems, seems to be made for us too. You know, I could just keep right on dancing forever, dear, with you. The three o'clock chime Chiming Rhyming My heart keeps beating in time Ding dong Ding dong It sounds like an old-fashioned tune Come on, honey, warm Please waltz with me to our honeymoon. You know, I could just keep right on dancing. Forever, dear, oh, honey, with you.
have passed, but still I can't forget memories of you and me. We danced the moonlight minuet till the clock struck three. I heard you whisper, dear, it's getting late. You kissed me tenderly. We said goodbye at the garden gate when the clock struck three. Now the clock has broken hands and I've a broken heart. No one ever understands why we had to part. I've locked the gate and there beneath the rose you'll find the only key. There to remain in sweet repose till the clock strikes three. Richard Himber and his Ritz-Carlton Orchestra and Till the Clock Strikes Three. The vocalist on that August 6, 1937 Victor recording, number 25645, was Stuart Allen. Till the Clock Strikes Three was written by Billy Hill. Before Dick Himber, it was Vic Myers and his orchestra with Three O'Clock Blues from Vocalion 15056, recorded the morning of December 1, 1924. That was also issued on the obscure British Levophone label as by the Dixie Plantation Orchestra. Ted Lewis recorded several versions of Julian Robledo's classic waltz, Three O'Clock in the Morning, first in 1922 with an effort that was rejected by Columbia. He tried it again on April 16, 1930, but that too was rejected. A couple of weeks later, however, on April 24th, with Jimmy Dorsey on baritone sax and John Lucas striking the chimes, they got it right, resulting in Columbia 2246-D featuring a Ted Lewis personalized label. Ted recorded the song again in 1938 for Decca, and at least one more time after that. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. Last week I played Love Is Like That, What Can You Do, composed by Benny Russell. Benny Russell was born in New York on August 10, 1902, and died June 28, 1961, also in New York. We've played several other of his songs on the show, and his name has been mentioned, but he's never had his own segment, which is rather a shame, I think. So, instead of waiting until next year for his birthday to roll around, we're going to hear some more from Benny Russell. In addition to Go Home and Tell Your Mother, The Song Without a Name, and Counting the Stars Alone, Benny Russell also wrote these.
Why, it's jolly to the park one day in the merry, merry month of May. I was taken by surprise by a pair of roguish eyes when strolling through the park one day. Now my girl and I were walking. What, just walking? Yes, just walking. Your girl is used to walking. That's why I walked her home. And then we started talking. Just talking? Yes, just talking. About what were you talking? Well, you see, we were all alone. Uh-huh. And she said? She said, we're having lovely weather. And you said? I said, yes, lovely weather. And then she said? She said, I wonder if it's gonna rain. <laughs> and later on in the evening, you said? I said, it's getting a little colder. And she said? She said, tis a little colder. And what did you say? I said, winter must be here again. Now, is that all you said? And she said? Why, no, we said more than that. Oh, boy, what was it? What was it? Well, say, keep this under your hat. Positively. Well, I said, it's a lovely evening. And she said. She said, yes, lovely evening. And you said. I said, my was said a lot tonight. That must have been quite thrilling. Quite thrilling? Quite thrilling. Well, I said it was almost chilling. Yes, I can plainly see. But I'm not halfway through it. Oh, boy, I knew it. Go to it. But remember, if I do it, it's confidentially. Right. Now she said. She said, move a little closer. And you said. I said, just a little closer. And she said. She said, I'm very much obliged to you. And so then you said. I said, you want a little kissing? And what did she say? Yeah, I'd like a little kissing. And you said. I said, well, I don't mind if I do. Thank you. And so then you kissed. Uh-huh. And she kissed. Uh-huh. And you both kissed. And what then? Well, then she kissed. Uh-huh. And then I kissed. Uh-huh. And then we both kissed again. Ah. Uh-huh. And you said? I said, it's getting kind of late, dear. What did she say? She said, yeah, kind of late, dear. And you said? I said, I guess I better say good night. She said, have a lovely weather. And I said, have a lovely weather. And she said, wonder if it's full of rain. Here's a little colder, and I said, winter must be here again. And so then she said, and I said, and she said so and so. And I talked, and she talked, about what? I don't know. Then I said, it's a lovely evening, and she said, it's a lovely evening. And I said, my, we said a lot tonight. It isn't the flowers, it isn't the trees, it's you, fascinating you. It isn't the night, it isn't the moon, shining so bright, making me croon. It's you, fascinating you. Oh, I never felt this funny feeling before. If this is love, it's got me reeling, and I want lots more. It isn't the spring, how can I tell? Simplest thing, cause I know darn well it's you. Fascinating you.
started off a little tribute to Benny Russell with Turkish Towel, written with Sammy Fain and Irving Mills. That was Harry Reeser's Syncopators, June 23, 1926, on Columbia 725-D. Next, it was the vocal duo of Jerry Macy and Ed Smalley as the OK Cut-Ups with She Said and I Said. Benny Russell wrote both the words and music to that one. The pianist on OK 40770, recorded January 18, 1927, is uncredited. And if you're trying to figure out which of the OK Cut-Ups was Jerry Macy and which was Ed Smalley, Macy is the baritone in the duo. We finished up with Adrian Schubert and his Salon Orchestra with Fascinating You, written with Vincent Rose. The words were written by the Tobias Brothers, Charlie and Harry, and sung by Scrappy Lambert. That Banner 78 was made June 10, 1930. Halloween is coming up in a few days, so here to finish out the program are a few Halloween-related records, at least a couple of which I don't think have been played on the show before.
you ever hear a weary wail like the whistle of a winter gale? Don't start fearing, you're only hearing the ghost of Piccolo Pete. If you ever hear a dreary drone like the echo of a mournful moan, don't start running, for you'll find fun in the ghost of Piccolo Pete. It's just like a siren's wail when he runs the scale. His nocturnal notes are blue, but that's the way his daddy did a ditty too. When you take a walk along the street and you hear a little tweet, 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 sounds like birdies, but what you've heard is the ghost of Piccolo Pete. a trio of ghosts, starting off with Chopin's Ghost. Making their triple R debut were Bert Schefter and his rhythm octet, featuring Toots Mondello on clarinet and Adrian Rolini on vibraphone. Victor 25622 was recorded June 25, 1937. Next was Jack Jackson and his orchestra at the Dorchester Hotel London, who were dancing with a ghost. HMV number B6565 was recorded December 12, 1934, and the vocal refrain was by Fred Latham and two others. Dancing with a Ghost is from the musical comedy Jill Darling, written by Vivian Ellis and Desmond Carter, which opened at London's Seville Theatre a week after this recording was made. Ted Weems and his orchestra had a major hit in 1929 with Piccolo Pete, written by Phil Baxter. And Phil Baxter also wrote the 1939 follow-up, The Ghost of Piccolo Pete, recorded by Decca on March 10th, and once again, Parker Gibbs singing the vocal refrain. I'm Glenn Robison, and you've been listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention. <laughs>